and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 208 of There's No Place Like Tara, a Stargate First Watch Rewatch podcast. I'm Nixie. And I am still Grace. And <laughs> I just For some reason, my head morning going, radio I'm still standing. I'm still standing. I'm still gracing. <laughs> I got very like morning radio DJ. Yeah, well, I've been uh, working on my morning. Mor- nope. Yep. Nope. Yep. Dingo and the baby. <laughs> Today we're watching Stargate Atlantis. Yes. Season two. Yes. Episode eight. Uh-huh. Conversion. Yes. A.K.A. <laughs> I forgot to write mine down. Mine is just like the, the darkest John. The darkest John. Like the darkest timeline. So I think I had thought of that writing. That or the fly. <sighs> I like the fly. And the reason... um. The Aratus. Um A.K.A. Aratus Jeff Goldblum's got nothing on John. Yeah. Uh, come at me, Jeff Goldblum Well, I will lovers. tell you where where uh, Dark John came, mm-hmm. like darkest, I forget the, the phrase. John. I recently, it, it was a little bit later after premiere, but I just watched the Monster Hearts one shot from Valentine's oh, Day. Oh, yeah. Roll, and they all turned into like the darkest self. Yeah. So that's why I was like, it's the darkest John. AKA, I like the darkest John. Uh, the reason I like the fly is because I, th- I think my AKA was Metamorphosis. You know, I was But I feel like I've used it before. about that yeah. earlier. And I thought we had as well. I don't remember. The darkest. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a before and after style, okay. uh, like Wheel of Fortune, um, AKA the darkest John Amorphosis. The, ooh, there you go. <laughs> Which is doesn't make any sense, but I like it. You know, not everything we do <sighs> in this podcast makes sense. <laughs> like sixty percent of what we do <laughs> doesn't make sense in this podcast. <laughs> Um, any pop culture things before we get into this for you this uh, week? Um, I watched Dr. Sleep. I have not heard of that. Uh, Dr. Sleep is the sequel to The Shining. Well, I've also... Hot take for those... I've never seen this show. Oh my god. Okay. I know you don't do horror, but Which it is, is great why, filmmaking. I know, and it's why I've... Both wanted to and didn't want to see it. We'll watch it someday. In the, you know, maybe what we'll do is I'll I'll find you a supercut of just the best shots. That works. Um, or I'll be like, look away now. Yeah. Scary thing happening, either and I'll narrate works. it at you. Yeah, either one works. It's okay. just there's something I've both wanted to and didn't want to see it for so long, and then it became a thing where I didn't see it for so long that it became just like a thing of me not seeing it in okay. a weird way. I hear that. Kind of like how I didn't read Harry Potter for years. It came a thing where like I haven't read Harry Potter. No, I'm not gonna. Um, I haven't seen The Godfather. <laughs> I haven't well, seen The Godfather either. Only because, I've, okay, we should watch The Godfather and eat pasta. I can make pasta. Uh, and red sauce that yeah. you make excellent. Yes. And then we'll make some breadsticks and we'll drink red wine. I can make red wine. <laughs> we can buy red wine um, and watch the, and be very 
like on the nose yeah. about the Godfather. Yeah, I think there's something about, and I don't know what it is. I can't tell you a specific reason of why I never watched the Godfather, uh-huh. but there is a little bit of it of like because I am Italian, and mm-hmm. I was like these Italian stereotypes, and yeah, that's a dumb I reason. Hear, yeah. It's a dumb reason. Yeah, but it's a reason why I never watched the Godfather. I mean, it's good. Good perspective to know about. Oh, there's a Kaylee under me. I was trying to move, and I was like, "Nope, there's a nope, Kaylee." There's a fuzzy thing. Um, it's important for us to know because I didn't. I hadn't thought of that. I was just like, "It's the Godfather." Yeah. Um, but let me tell you about Doctor Sleep. So yes. Uh, The Shining came out in the '70s. The book came out in the '70s ish mm-hmm. as well. Um, yeah, like they came out not long after each other. Stephen King was not a fan of the movie. He felt like it wasn't his book. I do remember that. There, there are certain parts that he was not a fan He's of. He's like, eh, this doesn't really work. This isn't what I wanted. Uh, and then Stephen King wrote a sequel to The Shining that came out in the early aughts, if I'm correct. Okay. Um, and so then they made a movie of it last year okay. with Ewan McGregor. You know what? I do remember hearing about this only because Ewan McGregor's involved. Yeah. And I went, well, Ewan McGregor. It's Ewan McGregor. He does an amazing job. Um, and then there's, uh, I wish I remembered the girl who plays Abra. She is also amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the movie had this great challenge of having to be a sequel to both the Shining book and movie. I remember reading that. And also that. an yeah. adaptation of the new book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they did a really great job of it. That's awesome. It's got these great homages to the original film. That's awesome. But um, from what I'm told, uh, I didn't read Dr. Sleep, uh, but Fiance Jesse did. Uh, he said that there are a couple of things that they left out that he wishes were there, well, but they left it all out. Yeah, and honestly... The things that were left out, if you put one back in, you would have had to put all of them back gotcha, in. Gotcha, gotcha. So they kind of pulled it's out this one effect. string. Yeah, yeah, this one string of things. But it was fun. It's kind of like how they did, I know they did the film adaptation of The Lord of the Rings. They basically cut out everything that doesn't directly involve the ring. Yeah. Like, if it's not directly the ring storyline, it's not really in the movies. Yeah. So. Uh, but it was pretty, it was, it was It was. a good watch. It was a good, uh, definitely worth uh, worth checking out. Um, and then, what else did I catch this week? I was like, I'm sure there was something else I watched, but our big thing this week, um, was Nick has officially joined me in my election year rewatch of West Wing. Oh, yay! Uh, I don't know if I've mentioned it, but I rewatched West Wing every presidential election year. Yeah, you have mentioned it. Um, and so normally I just kind of binge through it and I go... And Nick has seen some episodes every now and then, okay. but he's now wanting to watch it with me, oh, which awesome. is really, is one, really cool because we watch it at night now, a couple episodes a night, mm-hmm. but B, also, I can't now just binge it whenever he's not I mean, here. you could always go back to the episode. This is true. He won't know. Just it's not like you haven't seen the them all a million times. Yeah. It's like if I were watching Gilmore Girls with someone, it's yeah. like, I'm going to keep going and then I'll go back to where you yeah, were. Yeah, this, it's is, not this a problem. is very true. Yeah. But um, it's kind of fun because cool. he's never watch the whole thing through with me. So we missed most of the first season. Okay. Um, and we have now just started season... We're early in season three. Right on. Of West um, Wing. I've also been doing a lot of audiobooks because because of school. Yeah. 
and I'm writing. I'm trying to be reading all the time, even when I can't sit down and read. Yes. So I'm really going to town <laughs> with my library apps. Guys, support your local libraries. They're awesome. We just and got download a, the reading We apps. got a 100% non-library guy to get a library card yeah, this week. Yeah, like, yeah. Seriously. Like, they're just a, a, a fountain of, like, there's just a wealth of information. And yes. There. Anyway, um, I read... Um, I finally read Stay Sexy and Don't Get Murdered. You know, I never finished, finished it. It's so good. I got like 70%, of, 80% of the way through it. it. It's it's good. It's short. No, I did uh, finish that one. I got 70, 80% through I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Somehow oh, I've confused those two You're almost, a, well, it's funny because I finished that this week too. Yeah. Um, I also finished uh, Carrie Fisher's Wishful Drinking. I love it so much. Um, did I'm, you ever see the... The stand-up um, special? The stand-up special, I did then? not, but oh, I will. It's um, so good. It's one of my favorites. I probably have it somewhere. Oh, then I will definitely watch. Um, I'm also currently reading... Um, guys, I'm taking in so much literature. It's insane. Uh, but it's what I've told makes you a good writer, so here we are. <laughs> oh, I'm currently reading Brief Interviews with Hideous Men by David Foster Wallace, okay. which, guys... Read some David Foster Wallace. Anything. Anything you can get your hands on. Because, holy shit. These are the times that are really fun because you understand the difference in books and authors that we read. Okay, here's what I'm going to tell you to do. And I'm going to ask everybody on the podcast to do the same. Yeah. Read just one thing. And there's a video. There's a YouTube video Uh of it. I know because I think we watched it in a class. Um, read This Is Water. Okay. By David Foster Wallace. Okay. Just that. Okay. And if you're into it, I'll share with you some others. But it is, um, it sucks. It always sucks because a lot of these great authors, you know, you know, to get the greatness out, you break something inside and it becomes very difficult for them to live with it. Yeah. And he did, he did, um, um, die by suicide, if I remember correctly. Um, but fuck if that man couldn't write. Whereas I'm reading the <laughs> Thrawn trilogy. Yeah. It, it's just... By it, Timothy Zahn. It, <laughs> they just take you for a ride. Yeah. It just takes you for a fucking ride, and you're just like, what the hell did I just walk into? <laughs> and then you just kind of Homer Simpson into yeah. the bushes your and way out. Bushes. And then, like, take a minute to ch- catch your breath, and then go, what? But yeah, the, th- the Thrawn trilogy is really cool, you guys. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just introduction of Mara Jade. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, so maybe balance, maybe maybe yeah. life is about that balance, because yeah. otherwise you get into the crazy space that I live in right yeah, now, don't, don't do that. where I lined one of my eyes and not the other, and then my pants were on inside out. And then I spilled pickle juice on myself. And then I couldn't remember the name of the corporate head that came in to visit You're us. You're not the only one. Well, okay, but the problem is he goes, oh, Grace, I remember you. Yeah, no, and the same went, happened. Hello, you are... Same happens. ...person? I didn't even know who... We're a good job, guys. Good job, us. We're awesome. Uh, um. Balance. Um... <laughs> And trying new things. Vegetables and cookies. Vegetables and don't, except just don't put them, your cookies in your vegetables, because it'll ruin your vegetables, and don't put your well, vegetables in listen. your cookies. Unless it's like zucchini bread. You can do zucchini bread. Uh-huh. I personally have made cookies before with like a little bit of the, the, what is that, like the max green protein. Okay. 
I've successfully made chocolate chip cookies with that in there. I'll give you that. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Okay, that's all. That's Some all. things can happen. Um, we were here to talk about Stargate. We were here to talk about Stargate. So, September 9th, 2005. <laughs> Story by Robert C. Cooper and Martin Giro. Uh, Martin wrote it as well. The screenplay version directed by Brad Turner. That was the thing I forgot I was going to mention earlier. If you're a Critical Role fan, make sure you check out the behind the scenes about the writing for Legends of Vox Machina. What is it? Like the, the legend of the story yeah. of the legend of Vox Machina? Yeah. <laughs> That's the stupidest title I love. And uh, to, to paraphrase the quote from one of the writers, if you like being drunk on Vox Machina, you will like what these bartenders have done. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty good times. Uh, we don't have any like new guest stars. Uh, we do have a number of returning, Kevin Smith, Mitch Pileggi, Lindsay Collins, etc. Mitch Pileggi. Mitch Pileggi. He has such a cool name. Yeah. Well, and he's got that face of the guy who's doing this thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's pretty <laughs> cool. I like him. I remember he was, I thought he, I thought he was supposed to be at a convention I was supposed to go to, and then he either had to pull out or I wasn't able to go, and I couldn't remember, but... It Did you have to cancel? Work. I had to cancel. <laughs> I had to cancel on the convention. <laughs> so previously in Atlantis, remember that horrible Klingon John had? Oh, and yeah. And Elia's last episode, she found out Carson was working at a retrovirus and then took all of it when she wasn't supposed to. Mm-hmm. And that ended really well. You can't trust teens with, like, feel-good drugs. No. Okay, that's all. I don't know if that was a feel-good drug, though. I, th- I mean, she thought it would be. She did think it was going to be. She, do- she thought it was going to make her feel good. So we actually start shortly after Instinct ended. John is on a gurney being wheeled into the infirmary, not really understanding the concern over a little forearm wound. Yeah. No time has passed. No distance. No, 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 no. The time to get to the Stargate and there was a gurney waiting for him. Don't process feels. Do get not back in it. pass, go, and collect $200. McKay is complaining about a really bad splinter. Oh, yes. And complaining he has to walk. You know... Pain is relative. It is relative. 100%. <laughs> and while John is used to being rough and tumble, uh-huh. Rodney has probably never had a splinter. Probably not. It's so hard being His Rodney. His hands have, like, never done any woodworking It's like, before. he, what is it? What's the term? Uh, kid skin gloves? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Carson takes the field dressing off and goes to clean the wound with, what is it, the, the betadine? Yeah. The field, yeah. I got to clean Nick's wound out with some iodine the other day. Nice. I'm sure it felt real good. Did you feel like a doctor? You're like, give me the iodine stat. Actually, what happened is... Did you is, use, like, tongs in it? <laughs> actually, what happened is is he was on his way home and went, I cut myself on Ooh. the finger, and I was like, immediately, how bad is it? He goes, eh. And I was like, do we need stitches? He goes, there's not really skin to, to stitch stiff. together, because it was like a scrape, not yeah. a cut. And, and I was like, okay, uh, how deep is it? How big is it? He goes, you sound... Are you sure you're not the nurse? I'm like, no, I'm the daughter of a nurse. Yeah. What do we need? What do we need to gather? How do I How prepare? big is it? What finger is it on? Where is it on your finger? Yeah. Do we, do you elevate the finger? And then it really wasn't that bad. It was just like a the, the top layer of skin, but it was uh, for a decent yeah. like a square inch or so. Yeah. And apparently he did not enjoy me cleaning out with iodine. I mean, I had a hangnail that, by the way, I have super healing strength. It's fine. But oh, on Wednesday, this hangnail... Um, I had pulled on it so hard because of my anxiety and, mm-hmm. again, the depressive swings that I get into, uh, that it wasn't just bloody, it was pussy. Oh, I get that often. 
Um, and like the whole finger was swollen. Yep. yep. And Jesse's like, that's bad times. And yeah. I was like, I'll live. And then shoved it into alcohol. Yeah. And I was like, this is fine. This, I regret everything at yeah, this moment. It, was, it, it felt good to feel feelings, but I, uh, they were painful. I, the one thing I pick on, I don't chew my nails, but I, you know, I pick on my hangnails uh-huh. all the time. And so I probably once a month get a hangnail to that phase where it's like, that's now slightly infected, but yeah, not an infection I have to worry hurt. about. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, welcome to the hangnail podcast <laughs> and the gross out mode. We hear, we hope okay. you weren't eating. Alrighty. Uh, so, so Carson goes to clean the wound and he's wiping and wiping and wiping and John doesn't feel anything, which mm. again, if you were actually cleaning that, he would feel feels. All of the feels. It doesn't feel good. So maybe Carson's just that good of a doctor. Yeah. He's got the best, the lightest touch. Cure he could probably give you a flu shot, and you wouldn't even know it. I know. Mm-hmm. It was just a little touch cure wounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and nothing to be concerned over. Disappearing wounds. Mm-hmm. I, I love that's fine. Magic healing is a thing. In most shows, that crazy fast healing is one of the first signs of something. Something's bad or good. Mm-hmm. Usually bad. Yeah. Or good until it revolves back around to bad. <laughs> it's like... Like the Ouroboros thing. It's like, yeah, hold you hold your breath. <laughs> this is only going to be good for a little bit. I used the word Ouroboros in class the other day, and my teacher's like, good analogy. <laughs> so I was like, it's like a snake eating its own yeah. tail. It's like Ouroboros. And she's like, yeah, that's a good one. I, I, only like, know, yes! I only know Ouroboros because of X-Files. I probably only know it because you've mentioned it before. Yeah, all of you X-Files fans know <laughs> what I'm talking about. I don't want to know. You'll find out eventually okay. when you get there. So um, we're still in the infirmary when we come back from credits. And Carson and John are trying to figure out where the wound went and whose blood <laughs> it may have it. been. Where did it go? <laughs> There's no sign of a cut. And John certainly felt a cut. And mm. there was blood. And the blood was human. It was not Elia's. Yeah. That's the one thing we know for sure. So John's free to go while Carson runs the blood work. Hmm. So they just got back that day yeah. from crazy off-world adventure. Who knows what time of the day that was when they got yeah. back. John just had a disappearing wound. They were just chasing Wraith. Yeah. But sure, John and Ronan go for a run yeah, to entertain Yeah, fuck it, why themselves. not? You know what? These two buttholes. <laughs> they deserve they, each other. Yeah, they deserve each other. And two... That's how they express all of the weird feelings they're feeling. Yeah, all of their anxiety comes they're out like, running. They're like, I don't know where to put this. Run. In the same way that I just cuddle in the corner with tea yeah. and whiskey and knitting, mm-hmm. they're like, I'm going to go run. Yeah. I like to nap. I don't understand those people. I like to just sleep as much as I can. This, listen, you know it's bad times when I'm just sleeping. <laughs> like, because Grace doesn't sleep ever. <laughs> So if it's like, oh, Grace is napping, they're like, ooh, something's wrong, Grace. This morning was the first day in like a month I didn't have an alarm. Oh, that's so awesome. Still only slept till like 7.50. Here's how broken my body is. I don't need an alarm because I'm up at 3, I'm up at 5, yeah. I'm up at 7. Mind you guys, I work until very late in the evening. Yeah. And go to school until very late in the evening. So for me, like rationally, I should be getting up at like 9 a.m. Yeah. But you don't. that's not what my body wants. not what you do. <laughs> so anyway. they... Normally Ronan beats John without any issues, but today John is barely out of breath. Yeah. Beats Ronan without issues, who has no clue what's in John to, like, why... Like, no. 
You beat me. This is where I thought I it was going to be how. good. And, and then Nixie side-eyed me, like, <laughs> just keep watching. This is like upgrades, right? Yeah, it's. Ex- I think that was exactly what I said. I was like, oh, it's upgrades. Yeah. And and John's like, do you want to go again? And Ronan's like, go fuck yourself. No. Oh, God, I just figured out my AKA. Yeah. Wraithamorphosis. Wraithamorphosis. Sorry. Okay. So in the infirmary, someone brings John. No, someone brings Carson. John's blood results. Uh, she's checked it twice. And yeah, do we know who this is? Because I just wrote assistant doctor. Yeah, it's just a, another doctor. Okay. It's Dr. McDoctor face. Dr. Mc second to in line. And they're going to run it again. Dr. McRedshirt? Dr. No, we already have red shirts oh, in this fair. episode. That's fair. But you can just tell looking at their faces and knowing this is a TV show where plot is going to get in the way, like, this is not good. Bum, bum, bum. So... More activities, some training with Taylor with those awesome sticks that we love so much. They've been sparring for a while already. It's sexy stick fighting time. It's sexy stick fighting time. <laughs> uh, Taylor normally has the upper hand without any issues, but John is getting his hitting faster and harder than normal. It's kind of hot. Yeah. And at one point, John just takes, like, drops a stick and then takes her one-handed uh-huh. with a hand behind his back. Yeah, he's... Um... I got a little distracted by her new top, but yeah. then it was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then, like, and then, like, it was all, it was all fun and sexy fighting time until he just snaps a little bit and then pins her up against the wall. Yeah, and then like aggressive. Yeah, aggressive. A little sexiness. Too. Yeah, um, and she's like, "You're con- showing a considerable leap in ability, yeah. Shepard." <laughs> and he goes, "You can call me John when we're off the clock." What the what? She's like, okay, no. eyebrow. No thanks. This is strange. And then he just sits there holding against the wall awkwardly for way longer than is comfortable for. It's roid rage. Yeah. Waiting to be done. And John just sort of takes, drops the other stick, takes both hands and full out snogs her. <laughs> Taylor like, has the hands up the whole time and the I don't really know what's, what the fuck. Yeah, stance. like, what did even, what even, what? Yeah. When he's done, John's not even really sure what happened and finds it interesting. Mm-hmm. Taylor does not call him John, very pointedly. Yeah. Uh, and Carson calls over the radio, safe by the Carson. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, I had a feeling that things might be awkward somewhere. <laughs> I'm really good intuition. Hey, you want to come over here now? Look, I'm either going to, I'm either going to interrupt a time when I should interrupt, or I'm going to interrupt a time when I shouldn't interrupt. But I'm also just going to go for it. Yeah. Because I'm Carson and I'm adorable. Uh, He's so adorable. Yeah. And John only then realizes that he's like dominating stance over Taylor. Yeah. (laughs) And asks if she's okay. And she keeps a good face up this whole time. Then at least John believes in his not normalness. Mm Mm-hmm. Even if we do not believe her clearly. And this is a really interesting scene for me because at first you're like, Taylor should have just put him in his place. Mm. And then you're like, mm, she's already realized that something is wrong with John. She, I think it's a lot of shock too. There's shock. There's something wrong with John. And he, she is also, I think more importantly, she is so instinctually tactical. Yeah. That she's already like, he is stronger and faster than normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, his behavior is abnormal, so she's treating John like a wild beast. Oh, like that's exactly animal. what's happening. And it's just like no set of movements, stay calm yeah. until the bear has passed. Yeah, she's trying to assess things as quickly as possible and yeah. like not 
make things because weirder. on a normal day she could take john out without a blink yeah <laughs> well as as much as they've been sparring she's got to be aware that like this isn't john mm-hmm. yeah that's what i mean I'm yeah like, normally yes well normally he wouldn't just drop his sticks and then pin her against the wall and snog her that's the part that i think would be the word the the weirdest part like yeah. does she go does she tell anybody about this what do you think i have a hunch that she doesn't okay I have a hunch that she doesn't because much like she plays it off at the very end, mm-hmm. I think she's like, this is one of, this is like the only circumstance that I will allow this yeah. and I will let this pass. And we'll never talk of it again. Yeah. Yeah. I wish she had a girlfriend that she could confide in. Well, she might. Or like anyone, not just a girl, but like I wish she had someone she you know could who be she, like. You know who she probably told? Who? No, wait. Yeah. Shea. The other woman she was sparring with? No, 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 no. The older woman, like grandma. Oh, yeah. And just be like, hey, when John was in this state, this thing happened. It'd be like telling a grandma. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. I like it. That's who she probably told. (laughs) That's a thing. Okay. So in the infirmary, it's John Weir Carson explaining that Elliot didn't drain any of his life away, which is great. Mm -hmm. Which they could also sort of tell. And also... If that's the good news, then, oh boy, what's the bad news? <laughs> John's been infected with the Aratus bug retrovirus. Yay, that's super cool. The one that Carson created. Everything's fine. That turned Elliot into mostly a bug. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Carson starts guilt-tripping real hard. Yeah, Carson, stop it. Yeah. And John's like, come back. Come on. Come on yeah. back to me, man. Yeah, you're okay. And we remind everyone how much John hates those bugs. Mm-hmm. And Elia was a wraith, and she took a massive dose, and it was never designed to give a human, so we have no idea what's going to (laughs) happen. Like, can't even guess. Yeah. It's not, it's not, what? Yeah. Hmm. Just nope. And John's like, well, I feel good now, so that's cool. Maybe it's not going to affect me. Maybe there wasn't even a wound, John says, not even convincing himself. And dear John, I know a river in Egypt to sell you. (laughs) I I like, um, I do like the part where he's like, I mean, she was spitting a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe it was just spit. Maybe it was just red spit. Yeah, it's like, bro, how hard hard. are you trying right now? All the try. Maybe she turned into one of those Jurassic Park dinosaurs for a minute. Finds a way. Which one is the spitty guy? Uh, You know, I used to... You were talking about... Yeah, no, I know the exact thing. My problem is I used to work in a dinosaurs and fossils gallery and Uh used to know all these things, and I... I'm just happy that you know what I'm talking about, I and I'm do, not insane. And, I'm, and I have a name in my brain, but I'm really afraid that I'm going to say the wrong name. Is it like Diplo, blah, blah? Yes. Is it Diplo? I think it's Diplo. It's the DJ, the world-renowned DJ known as Diplo. Yes. <laughs> That's who it is. This is, I'm dim. Um, Diplo, blah, blah, Soros. That's what I'm calling him now. Diplosaurus. Somebody is getting really frustrated. Um, Sorry, I was distracted. Uh, I have not. <laughs> total fun, total for Diplodocus? Diplodocus? Uh, I'm getting pictures from a giant Jeep event of cars stuck in sand. Oh. But it's not our Jeep. Our Jeep is the one rescuing the Jeep. 
Oh, good job, us. From the other jeep stuck in the sand. Spitting dinosaur. I'm just Googling spitting dinosaur Okay, name. well, you do that. I'm going to go. So for now. Diplophosaurus. I was right. Diplophosaurus. It was one uh, of those Dilophosaurus. Pieces. Dilo- I'm putting the P in the wrong place. Dilophosaurus. Here's the thing is, I knew. It's Diplo. The one I He's had got in my a head, shaved haircut. He does. <laughs> His name of the dinosaur no. I had in my head. And I was so terrified of having the wrong name. Because I'm trying real hard to do that whole, like, I'm so confident with my answers that it very well could be wrong and no one believes me. You know, I don't know if you know what Diplo looks like, the DJ, but he kind of does look like Has a different dilophosaurus. Hang on, I'm going to show If anyone knows what Diplo is, I, there's I a Diplo haircut. It's like the shaved one side of the head and then everything else is long and, like, point combed over. Um um, guys, this is like the most fun I'm ever having. I'm explaining <laughs> Diplo to Nixie and how Diplo actually does look like a Dilophosaurus. De, de <laughs> I mean, sort of. Uh, hang on. Hang on. Uh, I'm He's thinking so of the just wrong. generic, though. Maybe I'm thinking of the wrong one. But one of the guys. Go- you, oh. you know who he looks like? The, the, the one that wears a mouse head? Oh. Not really. I'm being See, ironic. Yeah, That's this what the dinosaur bad. looks like. He looks like the mouse one. Um, yes. Dead mouse? This is me pretending like I know DJs. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Let's let's move on from so, this. So, anyway, John is going to get checked every six hours, and he's going to suspend his off-world activities, and John heads off either super not worried or super covering it very well. And I just, guys, want to give Carson a hug. Because he made this retrovirus. It's, he's, it is sad times for him right now. And, like, all this stuff's happening. He's just trying to do good. And then someone just fucked up and, like, took his virus. And now it's affecting John. And he must feel so guilty. And I just want to give Carson a hug because it's not his fault. It's really not his fault at all. And but, Carson is one of those. He's he Carson has that, like, fear of failure. Yeah. Not so. Because for him, failure means he's hurting people. Yeah. Uh, but it's like that doctor thing where it's like, patients are going to die. Yeah. That's just going to happen. Yeah. And you got to move through it, bud. I'd feel guilty too. If <sighs> so in Weir's office, Caldwell interrupts a very intense game of solitaire on Weir's tablet. <laughs> and I love the detail that Caldwell keeps trying to remove, like, solitaire from the computers on the data list and people on the ship just keep putting it back. <laughs> it's like, why are you trying to screw with, like, geniuses? You cannot mess the software. Defiance. Yeah. That's how you... And the two of them have a very rare moment of levity between them. Mm-hmm. The episode ends in a very different place for them. Yeah. I mean, even the chess conversation is a little tense. It's a little tense, but it's a very different tone than the tense at the end of the episode, I feel. Yeah. It's like playfully like, yeah. hey, let's fuck with each other yeah. a little bit. What what game would Weir have on her iPhone? Like, what would be her go-to? Mm. Would she just still be playing Solitaire, you think? It might be Solitaire. I don't have a ton of games on my phone in order to compare it to. Uh It definitely would not be Merge Dragon, which is one of the few I have. There's one. It's the one that's like a little bit Tetris. Yeah. I can imagine that one maybe. I see. I think she would would have a game where it's kind of like the Candy Crush style, like match things. Okay. Like I have this game that I'm playing where you, you, it's called Merge Fiends. 
or or best fiends. Is is it made by the same people who like do merch dragons? No, it's it's. I actually had the name wrong. It's it's best fiends, and it is the stupidest game ever. But when you have a lot on your mind, it's nice to just sit there and like do those little puzzly things because they're easy to manage. Um, so I feel like she'd have one of those like easy to do like little puzzly guys. Like she'd be like level seven billion in Candy Crush. Yeah, that's in my thought process. So, Caldwell is supposed to fly out mm-hmm. when he heard about John. Back to Earth. Mm-hmm. And he offers himself up if John can't perform his duties. And Weir's like, dude, you have an entire fucking ship to worry about. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, well, Novak and, and Hermit are running some diagnostics on the FTL. So I have some time, about an episode's worth, mm-hmm. to help out. I'm still sad we didn't get more Novak and I know. McKay time. And Weird thinks about it. I mean, John does have a second in military command. We're just gonna bypass him. Maybe. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. How about don't? I'm pretty sure Lauren is second in command military Oh, that wise. makes sense. Meanwhile, this they... asshole is just trying to, like, push himself into yeah. things yeah. a lot. Well, yeah. I think it's because he secretly wanted the job more than the captain of the data. Well, he didn't get to have it. No, he didn't. It's not his. The end. Uh, meanwhile, they're going to play some computer chess, and I'm thinking Caldwell assumes that he can easily beat Weir with his career of military strategy, but I'm pretty sure Weir's going to beat his ass. Weir's probably, like, been playing chess since she was five. Yeah. Like, dude, come on. So in John's room, which, by the way, Joe Flanagan apparently brought in a few things himself to decorate the room. Okay. Like the guitar and the surfboard. And nice. None of the surprises. I also like, because it gives you, it's just a thing about when you see the, you know, you combine the uh, the poster and the surfboard and the guitar, and you just get this little bit more of a picture of, jo- of John. Yeah, yeah. So here's the thing I'm surprised he doesn't have. Yeah. A stuffed version of a dog. Yeah. No, you know what I mean? Like a stuffed version of his dog. I can I can see that. Like that needs to happen. Just a framed I mean, I would want a full size stuffed Kaylee to call Yeah, it. like they sell those where yeah. you like show pictures yeah, yeah, yeah. of your dog and tell them how big they were and they're like, This is what your dog is. Because then I can cuddle with a dog who doesn't always want to cuddle with me. Who <laughs> squirms away. She does squirm away. Or a dog who likes to sit on my bladder. I, my dog likes to sit on my bladder. Kaylee is one who, she'll cuddle up close in bed, but she's always butt to you. Oh, yeah, you need to borrow the butt. <laughs> so, Drakey, Drakey likes to little spoon. Like, wherever you're yeah. turned, he's going to crawl up in uh-huh. and put his back against your body yeah. like he's a little yeah. tiny human. It is the most adorable thing I've ever seen. I have gotten Kaylee to, to, little, to spoon. little spoon a few times. Um, and Stormy... It makes me very happy. Throws himself across your lap like he's a seatbelt. Uh-huh. Yes, that I know. The seatbelt, yeah. I call it my Stormy blanket. Yeah, it is a Stormy blanket. <laughs> Because every once in a while, I'll come over and I'll sit down and, like, Drake will try to come over. I'm like, look, Drake, I love you, but right now I need the stormy blanket. Yeah, stormy blankets are happening. Yeah, no, if you're on the couch, stormy will go blanket and Drakey will go shawl. There's been more tangents in this episode, I think. I'm so sorry, y'all. No, I'm, I'm hopefully the listeners are okay with it Uh because this is just where this is going, man. I took a lot of meds today and I'm feeling weird. (laughs) Okay. So, um, also, there's a photo in there of Joe Flanagan with Evil Knievel. <laughs> I missed that. 
It's kind of awesome. <laughs> so quickly, John and the audience notice right where Elliot got him on his forearm, there's a patch of dragon scale. It's got weird, <laughs> weird and, rash. Yeah, and John calls Carson that they should probably bump up their first check-in. Dun, dun, dun. Is this like, here's my catch. Is this the same day still? Where is the timeline of this? I, I don't know. Like Because the- they got back at some point in the day that was still enough time for them to go running. Yeah. And now, there's a, he was supposed <laughs> to check in... Well, if I remember correctly... You're supposed to check in six hours later after he left, so he's already been running in the six hours. Um, okay, so let's let's go all the way back. So, I think Elia died early in the morning, because there was an overnight thing and then some chasing. Yes, but also you're on a different planet that may not have the same That's fair. time zone as you. But let's, let's say, yeah. right? Let's say that it was early in the morning. They came in, they did their stuff... They went running, yeah. and it's like his first visit to the doctor is like maybe noonish, maybe eleven-ish, like not the when he gets there. Yeah, but like see, and I when I maybe and like he I, was supposed to check in at like six, 6 and then like and it's like three o'clock, and he's like, uh, okay. I've got a rash now. Maybe there's That's, just a lot of timeline issues if you go back to the previous sh- episode. Sure, that yeah, sure. Let's not think about that. So John is getting scanned in the infirmary on the other side of the room. Weir is very concerned. And mm-hmm. and Carson have a hushed-toned conversation that the retrovirus isn't breaking down in a system like they were really hoping it was going to do, but clearly that wasn't going to happen. Yeah. The shitty part is that it's already started changing his DNA. I love that they're talking in hushed tones, but it's very clear that John can hear them. Yeah. It's like, it's like if I were talking in hushed tones... In the living room with you about someone else sitting in the living room. It would be like me talking harsh and hushed tones anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's like stage whispers. I d- yeah, stage my whispers. whisper is a stage whisper. <laughs> yeah, it's appropriate. Which is why I just text people if I'm supposed to be whispering. There you go. Um, eventually it's going to turn into the same creature that Elia was. And they have no clue how long it's going to take, but Carson is thinking days, not months. Hmm. So at that moment, Carson... All Carson has right now is a viral inhibitor. Beyond that, it is uncharted lands. There be dragons here. Yeah, all he can do is suppress this thing. Yeah. And Weird doesn't take that well. There's got to be something in the ancient database, something anywhere they can do. And Carson's like, look, we are doing our best. Not a thing we've seen before. She does get really irrational when it comes to John. Yes. If this episode is teaching us nothing else, is that there's a weird-ass love triangle for me. And it's one of those where, like, I personally, at least between Weir and John, they definitely have a very close relationship. I've never shipped them in a romantic sense. I don't, I don't think it's reciprocated, and I don't even think that she completely understands what she's doing, what yeah. she's feeling. But it's, it's a little... She's very attached to John. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is just the situation... A lot of it stemmed from the situation of for the first year, it's like it was the two, they were the two parents on sure. Atlantis. Mm-hmm. It, it's, 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 uh, it's her work husband. Yeah. To a, like an intense degree. Yeah. So, um, John hears all this, obviously. Carson mm-hmm. tells Weir that, you know, you should talk to John. I'm pretty sure he's deflecting how he's feeling with charm because that's how John works. Yeah. And John just, like, pops up in a slightly creepy way. Uh, how am I doing? <laughs> and when Weir doesn't say What's anything, up, guys? I'm still in the room. Super creepy-like. He knows it's real bad. Uh-huh. 
It's like he's watched Halloween recently. It was very yeah. Mike Myersy. <laughs> very Mike Myers. It's not the it's not the only time he pulls the Mike Myers in this yeah. in this episode too. <laughs> That's true. And when Weir's like, "You're gonna be fine," he's like, "Okay, so I'm dead." <laughs> Because that's, like, the worst thing you could she's say. She's pretty bad at that. She really she's is. She gets really, really irrational, bad. and she's like, oh, everything's fine, everything's fine. You're not dying. And you just th- drop everything and run out of the room. Yeah. John realizes he's starting to feel like Ford, and, well, it's a completely different situation. Yeah, sort of. Okay. Sure. And he tells a story of one of the best weeks of his life was getting his wisdom teeth out because he was on coding for a week. (laughs) And this reminds him of that. And he should be in pain and he should be freaking out, but he's not. And that's what's freaking him out. This is really weird. Um, It kind of talks around things. This this like whole speech. Yeah. Where it's like, wait, what is he saying? Is he saying that he's freaked out by this? Is he saying that he likes it too much? And yeah. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, and I think I like it because that's, I feel, very accurate as to how John would try to explain this. Yeah, but I feel like the the writers didn't finish the line. Like, they know. didn't finish the thought. I don't know. I felt like I knew exactly what he meant. It was, you know, when he was, I didn't, wasn't on Cody when I got my wisdom teeth out, but mm. it's when he, that week, he felt nothing. It was just him going around. Like, right now... He doesn't feel pain. He's not freaked out. Mm-hmm. All of this should be freaking anyone out, slowly transforming into another creature. Sure. Having your DNA change, having a wound disappear, it should freak everyone out, and it's not freaking him out. Yeah. Which is exactly what's freaking him out. Okay. That's fair. He's more worried about his lack of freaking out. Gotcha. I'll buy that. It just leaves it a little too open for... Um, like, wait, you, cause you mentioned he enjoyed it and it's like, well, are you saying you're enjoying the way it feels to have the uretus virus? And I think he's enjoying how amped up he feels. Yeah. He probably feels stronger, faster, so, but better, But do you stronger. see how that, like, there's like hints of like, like the addiction episode with yeah, Daniel? 100%. It's like, so wait, are we talking... An addiction-y thing, or are we talking just fear and you're completely with it? You know what I mean? Like, I it's just think a it's little, a little bit of all of that. Yeah. Yeah, I think he feels, like, stronger, faster, better, stronger, like, $5 million man. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's... He has just enough rational thought left in his head still before it waits wiped out. He's like, that's not what I was supposed to be feeling right now. Yeah. That's freaking me out that I do enjoy the feeling of how fast and strong I am, and that's bad. Okay. That's fair. But it's that little bit of rational thought back in his head that's going to be wiped out real soon. True. That's very true. And apparently being on coding is fun. It is. And also, in the long term, it sucks. I didn't get coding for my wisdom teeth. Um, I got Vicodin for other things. Yeah. Um, That was real fun. They just gave me the 800s. Of Tylenols? Of, of, of yeah. Like ibuprofen? Yeah. Yeah. We have a couple of those in the house. <laughs> I was like, that's nothing. Yeah. Um, so we're, he, he also tells Weir that her bedside manner sucks, which is accurate. Mm-hmm. He's like, we're going to beat this and you'll be fine. He's like, I appreciate the effort, but don't. Just don't talk to me anymore. Bye. <laughs> it's like when someone tries to be helpful and you're like, listen, 
I just need you to not tell me that it's going to be fine. Yeah. I just need you to be like, yeah, man, that sucks. How about, yeah, that sucks, and let's, like, discuss something else unrelated to it. Yeah. Sometimes you just need your feelings validated, mm-hmm. and then maybe some distraction is good. Exactly. Yeah. Which is my preferred method of helping anyone deal with shit. <laughs> yeah. Distraction. Yeah. So in the conference room, it's turned into a medical think tank. Uh, there's tinker toy DNA, whiteboards, computers, lab coats, debating. Dr. Bureau and some guy. It's like the prerequisite DNA strand yeah. model. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm Mr. DNA. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're debating with, with, well, Carson's like kind of ignoring them, doing his own thing. But they're... Carson's just crying. Like, I did this. <laughs> <laughs> I need to fix this. Yeah. They're debating something, uh, and Carson sort of holds up his hands going, Everyone shut up, I have an idea. We have this all wrong. Mm -hmm. They've been trying to repair the system on the genetic level by administering a massive cloned embryonic stem cell treatment, which is exactly what Biro has been trying to back. Mm -hmm. But the other dude thinks that sending new genetic material, human genetic material, into a system is just going to give it more fuel to the fire. Carson's like, you're both right. Which is why we have to use the Aratus bug stem cells. Bum, bum, bum. And it's like a record scratch. Mm-hmm. And the they can program the Aratus bug stem cells with human RNA, and a system would just ignore it. Yeah, because like it's, it's already Aratus. Uh-huh. And then it can go about its business, magic bulleting, and repairing all the mutated cells. It's like reverse wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah. But except, you know... Let's say the uratus is the sheep, <laughs> but usually, actually the uratus is the wolf, uh-huh. so it's the reverse of the reverse. No, I, I, got, I was with you on that analogy. I, I could have stopped. Okay. Um, but since they only have the one bug that died a year ago, they have to go on an egg hunt. Let's get Easter Bunny, y'all. Let's get Easter <laughs> So for those of you who haven't dug into what stem cells are, out of pure curiosity, every time it's in the news like I have... Um, <laughs> Stem cells are cells that sort of haven't decided what they want to be when they grow up. Yes. Basically. They um, don't know what part of the body they're going to end up in. Yeah, yeah. They don't know what kind of cells they want to be. Mm-hmm. So you have embryonic stem cells from blastocysts or adult stem cells, which, I mean, we have to replace cells somehow. Sure. And not always does it just come from, like, two cells who love each other a lot. Yeah. And start a family. <laughs> sure. Um, and those are actually frequently in your bone marrow, which is why bone marrow transplants are so popular. Well, Got not popular, it. but effective, I should say. Yeah. Um, adipose tissue, like the cute little from Doctor Who. Adipose. Or blood, or umbilical blood. Uh, mm-hmm. There's different types. Like, they apparently, they have different potencies. Yeah. Like, stem cell cells can be anything in the world, and stem cell cells can just be themselves, but they don't need anyone else with them. Yeah. To replicate themselves. So there's a whole range of different potencies that you can have. It's like, look, they're all first or second year college students. Yes. They haven't quite picked their major. They're kind of available for everything. Uh-huh. Some are smarter than others. Yep. Some like, look, you can see 100 miles down the line to what this kid's going to become. Yeah. And some like, they could go anyway. They could go, they could be the periskeller of stem cells and they could go into medicine or law. or Stem both. cells are... Our freshman college Underclassmen. Yep. Young underclassmen. Um, and so <laughs> the type they're going for on, in this case is the embryonic stem cells from an aratus bug. And when you get the stem cells from like the first few rounds of division mm-hmm. after an egg is fertilized, those fuckers can be anything you want them yeah, to be. Just a little nudge in any direction. Anything. 
that you wanna do. Um, so yeah. Thank that's you. stem cells. And that's why they're so powerful is because they can be molded into pretty much anything. Y'all, it's been a while since we got a science according to And that was a little tiny one, though, but... Science according to... Like that. So Caldwell apparently has his own office on Atlantis, because, I mean, it's not like there's enough room and it's There's tons of room in the city. Mm-hmm. And the sunlight is much better here than it is on the ship. <sighs> Come back to your ship. No one likes you. You smell like Cheetos. <laughs> Smells like Cheetos. So Weir comes in. They have pleasantries. Mm -hmm. John isn't doing well, and Weir that I like that. It sounds like that's something you eat. Yeah. What are you having for dinner? Pleasantries. It's like an amuse bouche. Yeah. Would you like some pleasantries before you eat? I'll have it with a side of pleasantries, please. Uh, So Weir admits that Caldwell will have to take over. John's duties and his duties and he jumps on that very quickly which yes makes sense he doesn't want any lack of coverage but you can also tell ah, it doesn't sit well with Weir yeah maybe you just, just phrased it a little wrong yeah God. and Caldwell tries to make nice here sees that she's worried about John mm-hmm. and that they've been through a lot and John has the best team in two galaxies working on a solution and offers her ear if she ever needs someone to talk to. And she just wants to make sure that Caldwell's going to assume those duties immediately. Yeah, we're starting to get real uncomfortable around Caldwell. Yeah. And it's like, on the surface, everything seems okay. But there's something insidious about him. Well, and we'll get to the later scene. Because I truly don't think there's anything insidious with Caldwell. I truly think Caldwell just doesn't know... The he just doesn't have the empathy to know how to phrase things or do things. Yeah, with respect to people who are not like him. That's fair. I'll, I'll give you that. Who have the same viewpoint as him? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'll, we'll cover that later. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll so in the conference room with Weir, Carson, and Lauren, McKay lays out that they know from the ancient database where the bugs are, where the cave is, where what planet. the bugs are. Summer rain is wait for me. Uh, guys, I'd have a beer. Where is like, last time we encountered one of these, John almost died. And now you want to walk into a whole cave of them. Yeah, yep. Does this, is it just me? This plan maybe not sound mm-hmm. the... Carson understands that they don't have any choice right now. The only chance John has that he's currently come up with is to save John, relies on stem cells, and the best ones are from embryos. Yeah. And Lauren tells Weir that they all know the risk, that John would do the exact same in a heartbeat for any one of them. Which is true. Which he would. Weir knows that, and he grants permission, and they leave him one hour. Okay, I want a sticking point. Yes. An hour feels like a really long time to gather your shit. And I, yes. And it's Carson who leads with an hour. Uh Uh-huh. And so I don't know what he's prepping I don't know if he's like, I don't know how to collect these eggs yet, so I have to, like, MacGyver a system yeah, for this. Yeah, or it's like, do you need to sterilize a canister for 45 minutes? Maybe. Like, what is, what could take, like, I think the rest of the guys could be ready in 10 minutes to oh, go. Oh, yeah. It's Lauren's, like, let me go take a quick shit, yeah. and then we'll go. <laughs> Lauren's like, let me go train some and take a shower. Yeah. And like... <laughs> but it just, an hour, when time is a-wasting like this, I felt... Felt like a very long time. Well, no, but at this point we don't we don't have the same crunch timeline that we do at the end. That's true. 
you know, an hour. Yeah, or maybe he has to combine some serums to house them in. And it's gonna, yeah, right now. You can't rush that part of the science. All John has is a little thing on his arm. Yeah, that's true. So Weir and John arrive at her office at almost the same time. John, mm-hmm. well, now John has more than just a little thing on his arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a, secu- a German security guard. Uh-huh. And we can see the dragon scale is covering his hand all the way up his arm and uh-huh. a little bit on his neck. It's not good times. He was going stir crazy in the infirmary, so we got the okay to walk around a little. Yep. And there's an awkward silence for a beat. <laughs> yes. Awkward silence for a beat. Yep, yep. And he really wants to go on the mission. And they're having to up the dose in the inhibitor to keep John lucid mm-hmm. before he completely, like, loses it. He wants to help his team, and he can't just sit here and have them risk their lives. And he wants to go on the mission, and he won't, he, want, he, he needs to go. And Weir's like, no. No thanks. No. And then he goes, Hulk's mad. Yeah, it's not what John wanted to hear. He must have known it was the answer he was going to get. Um, he's like, what's the worst that can happen? I could die. And she's like, well... Yes, but also you could just compromise the mission. And you could kill everyone with you, so you don't. Butthead. Yeah. And he's like, what? No, I'm a liability. Even with the inhibitor, you can see John's emotions, like, bubbling. His, yeah. His temper brewing yes. at the surface. Schmuck, you are a liability. Yeah. Come on. They continue back and forth. John just seeing the fact that he's going on the mission. She's like, no, you're not. And in anger, he turns and punches the glass window out of Weir's office. John smash! The guard immediately has the stunner up. Weir's like, no. And John immediately is like, I, yikes. I think I would have let him stun him. <laughs> but I'm a little bit of a piece of shit that way. <laughs> he did just smash the entire That's window. That's what I mean. Like, you son of a bitch. Because you're not going to kill him. You're just going to stun him. I mean, how? that's not going to be easy to replace. Yeah, that's true. Um, anyway, but, but yeah. John definitely has the. I did not realize this got that far. I was not fully uh-huh. in control of things. I should go back to the infirmary, clean up in aisle three. Gotta go. He's he's tails between his legs now. Yeah, and he's like, "Yep, fucked up." One time we we're a little we we're roughhousing really hard. I feel like I've told the story. Um, oh no, okay, I remember. We were young. We were, uh, it was me and my We friend. were young! Love is a battlefield. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, we were getting drunk at a friend's house. Uh, it was young Jen and Grace. And everybody was a little tipsy because we had gotten in our hands on some vodka. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody was just kind of like farting around, farting around. And the two of the dudes were basically doing like the slap fight thing. Oh, yeah. And then... There was a glass coffee table. Yep. And they knocked it over. <laughs> it didn't break, but yep. the whole thing fell apart. Oh, jeez. Like, luckily, the glass didn't break, but the whole table fell apart. And we were like, oh, we should go home. I just saw two memes, and one of them where this guy was, like, bouncing this ball in the kitchen, and it bounces the wrong way, and then shatters the glass on the front of the stove. <laughs> And another one, one where someone was like running into the kitchen and there was a big dog that was like running and then thought he was going to be smart and then jump over the back of the couch. But then he bounced and then he landed on the glass coffee oh, table buddy, and shattered it. No. Got up and was like, what I do? Everything's fine. Oh, no. My brother and I once um, ripped the door off the stairs to the basement because we were both <laughs> on either side of the door. One person was trying to open it, the other person tried to hold it close, <laughs> and then the door was no longer attached to the wall. The hinges were like, hey, fuck both of you. 
Uh, we, uh, we got in trouble for that one. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Yeah, that'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> I just like the idea, because both of you are tall. Yeah. Well, both of you are fairly strong. Uh, we were not at full heights at that but point. But you were still, like, for your your age, you yeah. were probably still pretty tall. Yeah. N- n- yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. It was good times. All yeah, right. that was fun. Um, I don't remember who was on the other side of the door. Yeah. Um, but that, that, that happened. <laughs> That may have been the same time that Matt tried to rip the heads off my Barbie dolls. Jeez. <laughs> Matt. I think he was wanting to switch them. <laughs> That's like the first step. Like, dolls <laughs> lead to animals, lead to humans. <laughs> or put like G.I. Joe heads on the Barbies or something. Jesus. Brother Matt. <laughs> it's not like I didn't fuck with his toys too. That's fair. So, um... On the Uranus planet, which is basically Vancouver rainforest, mm-hmm. McKay tells everyone what they're looking for, a cool, dark, cool, damp, dark cave, which translates to scary, awful, bad cave. And <laughs> Rona knows that they'd want to keep their nests away from predators and cheers everyone up because uh, it's fairly sure something on this planet is worse than the Uranus bug. Yay. <laughs> that makes us all feel better. I mean, they have to feed on something and McKay's like, thank you for that. Super great. You asshole. <laughs> and I love Taylor's like amused at this weird friendship and just running yeah. trolling McKay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk more about all this. One of my favorite moments of the episode. It's such like a tiny moment, mm-hmm. but I just love it so much. Is this the part where there are like squishies in the middle or not quite yet? Uh, not quite yet. Okay. I think it's that. Yeah, this is Lauren, a good one. Meanwhile, it's like the mountain range is a mile ahead. Can we quicken the pace? We yeah, have like a thing we're doing. Move along. So we're just kind of bursts into Caldwell's office going, what do you think you're doing? Caldwell apparently just sent out a memo to everyone in the city about new security protocol. No. And she doesn't want him forgetting that he is just keeping John's chair warm for him. And he goes, nothing personal. He's done a great job, but there are some rookie mistakes he's trying to clean up. It's a favor. Like, these are things I've noticed. I was respecting him enough. As the leader of the military here, not to, like, come at him and tell him he was doing everything wrong, but if I'm keeping his chair warm for him, I can help, you know, reorganize things. Because this is not something he's done before and I have experience. It's like, hey, hey, don't touch my friend's stuff. That's basically what's happening here. And she's pissed that he just got up and changed them without talking to her. And he's like, I am the head of the military right now. I don't have to run everything by you in that realm. Yeah. And... Apparently, he also wants to rearrange the off-world teams. Pretty sure, given the reports, um, he'll be doing something more than just keeping John's chair warm for him. Like, if this continues, it's not going to be a temporary thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure this is a job he wanted for a bit. Um, It's like that little thing of, I just need to put my fingerprint on it. I just need to claim a little bit of it as mine. Mm -hmm. Just because I need to just put my dick on this. Yes. A little bit. I also get that, though, if you're really gung-ho for something, because I've been there. If you're really gung-ho for, like, a job or a project or, like, you know, anything or, like, I've always wanted to. That was so smooth. That was really good. I almost took my beer over, guys, but I didn't. I um, and so when you finally get your hands on it, you're, like, raring to go. Uh, so I get that. Yes. You just have to be thoughtful about everyone else you affect when you do that. Because I've gone into things before. Um, somebody gave me something to edit for grammar. <laughs> and I, I I, basically rewrote a yeah. lot of it. Yeah. 
and was it was rough. It was not appreciated. It was better. Yeah. But it was not appreciated yes. the way I thought it would be. So I've learned to say, hey, how would you like me to approach how this? How many steps can I take? Yeah. And would you like to keep an original of, yeah. copy of the original? Because I can make a lot of changes. I can make a little bit of changes. Yeah. Or I can make all the changes. There's a difference between the bare minimum, just pure grammar and punctuation. Yeah. And, like, tell you how to restructure this. Yeah. Because I'll, how I, I'm not an expert. Yes. But it's always easier to edit someone else's pieces than your own. Because you're less emotionally attached to well, it. Well, and you can see it. You can see what, yeah. um, you know, when you write, the hardest part is understanding how much is in your head and how much is on the paper. Yeah. That's also a thing with teaching, too. Yeah. That's my problem with teaching people It's, it's exactly what it is, though, because it's like, well, it's in your head, so you already know what language you're speaking. You I remember. just assume that you know the things that I know, and that's yeah. apparently not the thing. Otherwise, that's I wouldn't have to teach you exactly. this, because you already know it. Where were we? Where says she doesn't object to everything that Caldwell's doing, but he could have waited a week yeah. or a day. But making Tapped. giant changes hours after he takes command just sends a message that John's not coming back and she just leaves. And I love this scene because for Caldwell's view, he is not doing anything insulting. Mm-hmm. He's not doing anything that is like a smear to John or insulting to John. But because if something like this happened just on the Daedalus, yeah. there probably wouldn't be the same issue as much. Yeah. We don't have this on SG-1 because it's just a military base. And even the non-military people like Daniel mm-hmm. are integrated into that more. Yep. Yep. Here, this is like military versus a bunch of scientists. There's just, it's a different dynamic and we have to be mindful of it. And I don't think Caldwell's, like, it doesn't enter his mind that that would be taken in a negative way. He's not thinking. But that's why I like this so much is because he's, I do think at the end of the scene he's a little bit taken aback going, oh, was I supposed to, like, take that into consideration? It was a little bit bull in a china shop. Yeah. Yeah. Is, Is that a thing that, like, I should do? Yeah. Okay. I Why? didn't think of that. Yeah. And there's no reason, like, there's just no reason he ever had to before. Because that's just not how it's worked. Yeah. So on the planet, they found a cave. It smells horrible. Yeah. And Ronan just picks up and smells. What do you think it smells like? What I'm pretty sure is the orange poop. Yeah. Do you think it just smells like actual poop? Do you think it's like a sulfury smell? I don't know. It's orange, so I'm thinking it's orange scented. No, probably not. No. Well, because we know the cave smells bad, right? And then yeah. it's it's moist in the cave. Yeah. So do we think it smells like moldy? You know I, what I think it smells like? What? This is a very specific smell. Okay. And I think you're going to know exactly what I mean. Okay. You know what I think it smells like? Tell it me. It smells like the the... So, it's so disgusting. The gunk hair that you pull out of your shower drain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know exactly what I mean. It's just moldy and wet. It's just moldy and wet and disgusting. I imagine that's what it smelled like too in the in Harry Potter, um, where Dumbledore and Harry had to find the Horcrux. Oh yeah. Like that cave. Yeah. It's like that same cave. Yeah. Okay, that's all. A little bit like back, like like moldy backwano. Yeah. Spoilers, y'all. Harry so Potter this spoilers, is where. <laughs> this is where uh, we set up the party order with Lauren and Taylor and Ronan and Point. Red shirts in the back, squishies in the center. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, is it McKay who tries to fight it for a yeah, second? Yeah, McKay's like, I should stay outside. Yeah, and Ronan's like, really though? And he's like, no, 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 I'm wrong. Uh, 
<laughs> Squishy's in the middle. Everyone puts the night vision goggles on and let's do this. So they sneak into the cave. We can hear the bugs. Mm. And as they go, McKay puts his collar up higher. A little extra precaution. I mean, I would. I would have like a scarf wrapped around. I, I think I said it when we watched. I was like, why aren't they in there in hazmat suits? Yeah. Hazmat suits. And they assume they'll recognize the central nest when they see it. And the same guard. Oh, we, we cut. Sorry, I didn't pause. There's a scene change. Yeah. The same guard that was watching John earlier is watching his door, and Weir comes in, and John actually asks her to leave the lights off. Mm-hmm. It's like, how are you? My body's transforming into a bug. I'm how are you? Literally Kafkaesque. <laughs> and he, she updates him on the bug collection mission, and when they get back, she honestly doesn't know what the next step is. I just said that to set it. I just here. I don't mm. know. Yeah. He keeps deliberately looking away so you can't see the other side of his face. Oh, no. He doesn't need a doctor. He needs a bigger security detail. Mm-hmm. At least two men at all times, trust me. Yep. He finally looks at here and we see the dragon scales creeping up now its face. It's bad. It's bad times. He stands up, calmly yelling like a man who is taking all of his strength not to yell like a crazy man. Yeah. Like, he's he's on the verge of a breakdown. Yes. All of his energy is going to, to containing it. Mm-hmm. And he goes, um, don't argue with me. I am not safe to be around. Get more men on my door and get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. She agrees and leaves. In the bug cave, they find mm-hmm. a room with a floor covered with aratus bugs. Yep. And pods hanging from the ceiling. And they debate how they can get close enough to get an egg without the bugs attacking. Yep. Carson is smart. He came prepared for a dungeon crawl. So make a great one shot, by the way. <laughs> the bugs hate salt water. So he splat the, the container he brought is filled with salt water. So here's a question. Yeah. Is that why Atlantis is in the middle of the ocean? Oh, maybe it is. Like, is that like a reason? Like they it's built the there? It's bug blocker. The repellent, if you will. Yeah. It's anyway. a, they just built it there to have a giant moat. Yeah, exactly. And um, so he, he splashes some water on the ground to make like a little a little route to yeah. a pod and puts his collars up, which McKay is like, not so stupid. He's like, shut the fuck up. You're dumb. I hate you. Yeah. They're and brothers. Carson goes with his little honey stick. None of our warriors go. Our squishy mm-hmm. goes. Yeah. Because he's the bravest in the world. He's the brave little Carson. Yeah. So everyone is on edge. <laughs> guilt can make you do crazy things. <laughs> well, it's a combination of guilt plus Carson is a doctor who would do anything. Yeah, he's, he's just trying to get his guy. That's like the two-fold one-two punch. Yeah. Of newfound bravery. Mm-hmm. So one bug drops behind Carson and Ronan shoots it, which causes all the bugs to get mad. And everyone start laying down cover fire while Carson runs and they race out of the cave. And I mean, not shockingly, we hear the red shirt screaming over the radio as yeah, they die. That's what happens when you have and a red shirt. Lauren throws a grenade back into the, to the bug room, just yes. in case his red shirts weren't dead. Mm-hmm. Outside, Lauren calls it to get back in the gate. Carson's like, we need the stuff. And Lauren's like, we just lost two men in the cave. We need to not lose you. So yeah. unless you have another way of getting those eggs, we're done here. End of mission. Wah, wah. And Carson feels fills we're in in her office uh, after a beautiful night shot of the city. That the nest is just, it's too well guarded. There's too many bugs. And without the stem cells, this plan is not promising and we're going to tell john no 
At John's door, the guard warns her that she shouldn't go in. And mm-hmm. you can see them holding larger wraith stunners now. Do you think they've been watching him trying to be like, oh, look how freaky he is now. Well, I'm like, you just told her she shouldn't go in. She does anyway. And then you close the door on Behind, her. Yeah, so these she are has the no worst protection. guards. Because they're like, fuck this dude. Yeah. If she goes in, she's on her own. It's. Uh, I was watching The Silence of the Lambs. Uh-huh. Because, don't ask me why. I like rewatching that also movie. Also another film I have uh, it's, it's, I just really enjoy watching it. Um, anyway, so when Clarice has to visit Hannibal Lecter, because that's part of the story, Yeah, right? that part I know. Um, I know she, the plot. She has to go through, like, all these other cells of mm-hmm. all these other killers. So the guard is like, okay, he's the last cell. Bye. I'm going to lock you in. Yeah. And it's like, shouldn't he go with her? Yeah. Dear God, why? Okay, that's all. So she calls out his name. We don't see John. And again, they stupidly close the door. Stupid. She keeps calling his name and we don't see or hear him. And suddenly he's right behind her. Dun, dun, dun. He's going full werewolf. The only human parts that we see are his oh. face. Like his nose and around his eyes. And his eyes are like that cat-like. Aratus of Atlantis. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Werewolf Atlantis. I like that song for reasons that I have no reasons to. <laughs> so she tells them that the nest was too well protected. They couldn't get the eggs. They tried. And he goes, try again. And she's like, I, I can't. And he goes, look, if you don't try again, then you should just kill me now. And if you're not going to kill me now, then you need to go try again. Yeah. Like, very... There Those is, are your two options. It is so matter-of-fact as he said these. Yeah. Um, I'm... I can't blame him. No. Because he knows his fate. Yeah. At that point, if they're not going to try and do something to change it, then fucking let him at least die human. Here's my thing. Um, there's stasis chambers in the city. Oh, do we think that would work? I mean, it kept a weir alive for how many, like, thousands of years. Well, do we think it would keep the cells from forming? It literally freezes you. I mean, she aged very, very slowly. So at the very least, it would super slow down the progression. That's why didn't we think... God, Nixie, they needed you on the team. I don't know. They need you on the team. I don't know. Carson was so busy feeling guilty that he didn't think of it. That's what it is. (laughs) So, um... He has a little bit of blue steel in his face right before, you know, he attacks her and pushes up against them, pins her against the wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, she struggles to breathe as she tells him that we lost two people and I'm not going to risk more lives. And then he turns and walks to the door and off screen takes out both security guards to that effort. And Yay. Mira calls out alarm. McKay quickly is able to get him up on the biometric sensor. Mm-hmm. Everyone's huddled up to watch. He's moving fast. Yeah. And They're the- like, that can't be him. That's yeah. definitely a motorcycle. Look, it's a flash. Yeah. Caldwell orders four teams of Marines, surround him, move in, use whatever level force you deem necessary, and right before they leave, Weir is like, only as a last resort. Yeah. Let's not just kill John Shepard. Not, we, we're not shooting on sight. Let's uh, leave that for the last case scenario. Caldwell tries to remind her that it's not John anymore, and she's like, I gave them an order. Mm-hmm. Caldwell's like, hey, shut up. And Ronan and Taylor are like, we're going to go hunt him too. And they lock down the Stargate. And we see John just head into a transporter, throw a scientist out, and the door is closed. Mm-hmm. And on the map, we see him pop up somewhere else. And apparently McKay never said that John couldn't use the transporters, just that he didn't think he was lucid enough <laughs> to use the transporters. <laughs> Shit. 
I mean, at least they were smart enough to shut down the gate. Yeah. So Taylor and Ronan are with uh, one of the marine search teams. Uh, well, sort of with them. Ronan just kind of dives off his own. Yeah. And we see the tracker that they're in the same room as John. This and is when they like, go full Mike Myers. High alert. And we bum, see Ronan's on the ground. And everyone bum. looks around, not seeing a thing. When in the shot past Taylor, we see him crawling up the wall like Spider-Man. And he just shoots up the wall and then drops stories down behind all of them, taking out a few Marines. Uh, the two Marines shoot him with stunners. He goes, that's amusing. It's not going to stop me. They try to grab their sidearms. And when they do, John leaps across the room and takes them up. Like too. a crazy vampire person. He is a crazy vampire person. Mm-hmm. Did you ever watch Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? I think I watched it with you. It's so much ridiculous and lots of fun. Yeah, I think we got like a free ticket to see it or something. Or did we, or no, it was, that was Pride, Prejudice, that was and Pride Zombies. Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. I have Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, I'm pretty sure, because it is so dumb. And I, I love so a good, good dumb movie. I love a good dumb movie. So he runs to the stairs and Taylor points his P90 at him, pauses, and he looks back. And Taylor pleads with him, do not make me do this. In the same way that John pleads with Elia in his last episode. Yeah. Still does not call him John. Still calls him Colonel Shepard. Colonel Shepard. And he starts walking towards her and she fires a single warning shot into the ground. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't stop. So she lays down more fire at the stair below him and he turns and runs off and she chases him. And Ronan, because he's Ronan, is waiting right around the correct corner to just shoot him in the back with his blaster. See, I'm with Ronan. I would have just, I think if I were Taylor, I would have been like, I'm going to take out your knees. Yeah. Because it's not going to kill you. Yeah. (laughs) But it'll stop you. Would. Yeah. So. I I just, I, I, I wonder if Taylor just couldn't even take that shot. I don't think she could bring herself to do it. Yeah. Which Ronan, is okay. It's Ronan don't care. Ronan does not. Ronan is as as much as Taylor has seen shit. Ronan has seen shit. Honey Badger don't care. Yeah. In the infirmary, John is in a medically induced coma and mm-hmm. is restrained, and the retrovirus is taking over. If they do not find a way to stop it in the next twenty four hours, there will be nothing of John Shepard left. Yikes. So the rest of his team's in the commissary, in like that that just waiting status. Yeah. Because um, what the fuck else do you do? Weir finds them. Everyone is up late. No one can sleep. There's been no progress. Ronan wonders if, you know, look, if I go into the cave alone, uh, Weir's like, this is not open for discussion. You're not going into the cave alone. Yeah. You can't go into the cave of wonders. And she tells him that, look, we've closed down a section of the infirmary. Um, if you want to have a, a private goodbye then you should probably do it soon. And McKay's like, are we really there? Yeah. She's, are you giving up already? Yeah. Yeah. And Carson then calls over to Weir in the comm that he has an idea. And the rest of the team follow her. Mm-hmm. They meet, like, right before office, and then, like, the walk and talk to her office continues. Yeah. And it just came to him. Like, the fact that John is so far mutated that it might be his salvation. Uh, his sweat glands are now producing the Aratus bug pheromone. Yeah. And... When they were in that cave, the bugs knew they were human. They knew they didn't belong there. Mm-hmm. And McKay's, like, following the train. He's like, oh, well, if we can artificially create the pheromone and then we could confuse the bugs. Carson's like, yeah, that'd be a great plan if we had the time. But we don't. They have less than 24 hours. John wouldn't need the artificial pheromone. Hmm. He could just walk into that cave on his own. John, this is where you... Pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah. 
and get up in there. McKay reminds Carson that John's not exactly feeling well right now. <gasps> no shit, Sherlock. But if Carson can give him a massive dose of inhibitor, it might keep his head clear enough, just long enough, to get this done. Fuck. Yes, it could also kill him, but uh, even if Carson knew for sure that giving him the inhibitor would kill him, to give him one less hour of lucidity as himself, mm-hmm. Carson would be tempted. Yeah. Um, here's here's where I share a scary story. Um, so I have a couple of fun autoimmune things. I think we've all talked about it before. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Um, when I first moved to Florida, I lived alone because mm-hmm. that's what you do. Um, every now and then I can get pretty damn sick. Yeah. Um, and I will feel myself about to pass out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like a like a 20-second window uh-huh. that I've got. And so I was in bed, and I was like, I don't feel good. Well, I'm going to pass out. But if I pass out of my bed, it'll seem like I'm asleep. Yeah. And, and no one will ever know. And then I'm here, and I don't know what happens next. Yeah. So in that 20-second window, I had to go... The only fucking person in this world who can save you right now is you. <laughs> and as I'm having tunnel vision, I'm like telling my body to breathe. Yeah. I'm telling it how to breathe. And I'm walking to my front door with my phone. Yeah. <laughs> and I called my friend who thankfully lived in the same apartment yes, complex. Yes, thankfully. Close by. <laughs> but it's like, there's nothing as fucking scary, but also as empowering as knowing, hey, you can save yourself. You're going to die if you don't save yourself. Yeah. But guess what? You can save you can. yourself. You can. So I cannot imagine what John's going through right now. No. Um, well, I, I can to some degree. And I mean, I'll wait till we get to the next part. Mutated quite into an Aratus bug Not before. Not yet. <laughs> We're on our way. Anything could happen. So in the infirmary, John's eyes pop open. Mm-hmm. And he most likely has a massive headache. Oh, yeah. Sorry for that. Just Mm -hmm. adding on the curse and guilt. First question is, did he hurt anyone? Not seriously. Nah. And did Ronan shoot him? Eh, He kind of had it coming. (laughs) And Word tells him that he doesn't have a lot of time. Do you want to go on a mission? Yeah. Hey, you're looking real wraithy. You want to go get some drugs? (laughs) (laughs) Sun's sitting real low. Yeah. (laughs) Sun's sitting real low, big guy. So the rest of his team is geared up and heads towards the gate, and Weir comes in with John and the security guard dressed like a fucking dark Jedi or yeah. something, <laughs> robe with a hood up. I think he's so, like, afraid of what yeah. he's become and doesn't want to say- Embarrassed. I also have a small thought that he might be in this state light sensitive. No, yeah, I can see that. Because when he gets into the cave, he takes it off and he has his normal off-word gear on. Yeah. So I'm wondering if there's a little bit of light sensitivity part of that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he ignores McKay's. He tries to make small talk, uh, and they're running out of time, and they have to move. At the mouth of the cave, they give John the honey collector, mm-hmm. and he doesn't even register if he understands him. Taylor tells him he has to hurry. It took longer than he anticipated to get to the cave. And you get the sense that... Um, I-, I get this when I get, like, real tired. He goes... John registers everything anyone's saying. He's not responding. He is taking so much energy Mm -hmm. just to keep 
focused. Yeah, he's telling his body to breathe in and out. He's in that part of that 30 yeah, second he, window. He cannot waste any energy to acknowledge them. Yep. He's yeah, he's just there. He's like, I gotta do this thing. Yep. I'm the only one who can do this thing. Yeah. I I don't there's no time. Your your brain starts to know what's necessary and what's not. And it is not necessary to respond. Exactly. Yeah. That is energy I cannot waste. Yeah. So inside he takes his clothes, his cloaks off. He takes his clothes off. Uh-huh. He just... And he goes this. full flash dance. Yep. He was saving his energy for I a just, dance break. Sorry, you said flash dance and when we have the bugs and all the goo. And again, it went back to critical role the moment with Bo in the swamp. Uh. <laughs> From a couple episodes ago. That's a thing. That's a thing that happens. Um. So instead of using the 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 honey stick for mm-hmm. reach, John just jumps up and grabs onto the nest. Yep. And just shoves his hand into the nest by the light of a flare. Yeah. Outside, Carson's watch alarm goes off. That's how long he estimated that the inhibitor would last. Guess we'll, have... Guess he's dead. No we... clue if it's if it's worn off. I guess not. we should just leave now. <laughs> John finishes collecting. Uh, the eggs, uh-huh. and uh, gets the top on the container, and then we see him double over in pain. Like, mm-hmm. he's fighting whatever that is inside. And outside, Ronan wants to go after him. The others are like, what? and do fucking what? Yeah, like, die? Come on. Yeah. We hear something, and we see John running out with, like, a battle cry. This is the part. This yeah. is the part that I can relate to. Pushing Ronan out of the way. It, everything you have to just get you to that one spot where you're like, this is all I got. Yep. I have, I'm, I have people once I get here. This is as far as you need to get yeah. people can take over. Um, when I uh, was diagnosed with diabetes, I think I've shared this too. I have a lot of stories today. <laughs> uh, I went into a coma. So, and the way it kind of went down, um, I just was been very sick for a long time. And mm-hmm. that day... That day, I was just like, I can't. I can't do any yeah. more things. I am done. I am done. I am done. Uh, I couldn't put my shoes on. Like, I just did not have any energy to do anything. And somehow, my mom got me into the car. And we got to the hospital. And I think she was kind of supporting me. And then I just, like, I started running and, like, threw myself on the no. floor. Yeah. Of the emergency room entrance. Yeah, and that's like, the last I've, I remember. I've made it this far. Someone else Somebody can take do over it now. now. Yeah. Um, so that particular scene uh, hit, a, hit a spot. What's the. I'm. My head is quoting a line that I'm going to misquote, and I can't remember exactly where it's from either, but it's like you walk as far as you can walk, and then you can't walk anymore. I will carry you. Um. Is it the Lord of the Rings? I'm thinking it's Lord I of the Rings. I keep thinking of Sam. I, that's the part where I was thinking, I was like, is that Sam and Frodo? It could be. Mordor? It could also be Jesus Christ. No, it was definitely, like, it was some genre Yeah, thing. I think it's, I think it's Sam. It's probably Sam and Frodo because, I mean, Samwise Gamgee's Yeah. Awesome. Oh, God. Okay. And I adore him. And what's funny is when I was younger, I didn't like Sam. He was not my favorite of the Hobbits. And now as I get older, I'm like, Sam's the fucking Sam best Hobbit ever. a fucking hero. <laughs> a goddamn treasure. I mean, I still love Mary and Pippin in my soul, but. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, Ronan just shoots John. Yeah. And he falls face first. Uh, and thankfully, Carson checks. And he does have enough eggs in the cooler. He's yeah. pretty sure. And Ronan just picks him up and fires him. Fireman carries him back through the game. Yeah. In the infirmary sometime later, Carson comes out. Can you imagine passing out 
like let's pretend that John was in the hospital, yeah. was ten year old Grace in the hospital, and you wake up, and the nurse who's carrying you is, is Ronan. Ronan. Is Jason motherfucking Momoa? It depends. Am I 10-year-old Nixie or am I Nixie now? I mean, really, either one. <laughs> For different reasons. Would be pretty fucking excited. Yes. I don't know. 10-year-old Grace was in the boys. Yeah, no, 10-year-old Nixie was not in the boys. <laughs> okay. 17-year-old Nixie, still not that into boys. <laughs> okay. So, uh, in the infirmary, they don't really have a waiting room, so yeah. they're just, like, waiting Hanging out. over there. Yeah. And it's not going to happen overnight, but it is working. The transformation is already starting to reverse itself. Yay. And Caldwell's like, so he's going to be back in uniform eventually, right? I don't get this job full time. That I have to go back to. Yeah, bye. Ship. Get out. Damn. And Carson gives, or McKay gives Carson kudos for once again elevating medicine to it's actual the most silence. Back handed <laughs> compliment. But the most McKay to Carson compliment. Yeah. Because yeah. Carson just eye rolls. Thank you. Like, yeah, get get out of here. Yeah. And again, it's one of those where, like, I could say that type of backhand yeah. compliment to you. Oh, and yeah, yeah, you know yeah. that it's like, I truly mean this, but yeah. I'm just going to be in trouble about this it. This has been, yeah, this is meant to be a thing. And everyone can get some sleep. Weir agrees. And we're in Caldwell Leave, and the rest of the team's just going to hang out for a while. Hmm. Outside in the hallway, Caldwell hopes... Um, if and when John resumes his duties, he'll consider some of Caldwell's changes, and Weir's like, when he returns, yeah. that will be up to John. That's right, you tell him. And the Daedalus is going to be heading back to Earth in less than a week, and he's going to get out of Weir's hair. Mm-hmm. Awesome. As she walks up the stairs, and t- he tells her that despite what Weir thinks of his intentions, he's not the enemy. And Weir informs him with a smile that he doesn't want to be my enemy. Bitch! <laughs> and I said, bitch! <laughs> Just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm supposed to bitch. I love it. So after John is himself again, mm-hmm. and he finds Taylor in the gym training a, a young woman in combat, in a linen shirt look that he wears very well, I must say, it's a good, good uh, wardrobe choice. Also, to cue to the audience, like, he's not a wraith anymore. No, he's not. It's back to John again. You know what I mean? Like, look how soft and light these colors are. Look at this are. California boy. Exactly. I just really love a linen shirt, though, It is too. a good shirt. Um, he's been cooped up in the infirmary for a couple weeks now, mm-hmm. and he's happy to be up and around. And yeah. according to DNA, he is 100% not that, that bitch. bitch. <laughs> John Shepard again. I did not intend that reference. <laughs> just worked out really well. It just worked out perfectly. Uh, and he does have a little scar in his arm where Elia first bit him. Yeah. Armed him. Fed him. Whatever. You know, just throw a tattoo over that. Yeah. And he can't avoid the awkward talk any longer. Uh, he's been remembering some things that... You <laughs> I was in a drunk blackout. Call out of character. Uh. And she's, like, like trying to help him go around. He's like, yeah, when you attacked those security guards, that was totally not normal. And she, he's like, yeah, that was one of them. Um, I should apologize for this other thing as well. Hmm. And Taylor's like, no, seriously, you don't have to give it enough thought. We yeah. both know exactly what we're Let's talking about. Let's not talk about. about this anymore. This is already more yeah, talk than I want to talk. This is, like, it's, it's basically the only reason that i would forgive it 
anyone happening to, but you're fine. She's like, please never say anything again. Thanks, bye. Yeah, we're never talking about it. This is not a ship. It this never is a ship. Is this a ship? It's not a ship. What do I do? What do I do? What and do I do? it's nice to have him back, and she finally calls him John. And lets out a sigh of relief as she walks away. She's and you can like, tell he's also weird. visibly relieved. Yeah. And we fade out. The end. The end. Well, that was fun. Um, I felt like the most connected to John in that whole episode. I'm sure. But there's a lot going on there's in the lot. episode. Yeah. I also really felt for Carson. I know. Poor AKA Carson. give Carson a hug. So, fucking anybody. Carson really needs, a, like, a soft friend. Because you also know he didn't sleep that entire time. No, he needs he needs a buddy. He does. Um, although he's talking to the friend of McKay's girl, right? Uh, he was. Was it, we wasn't that do, a thing? We, canon-wise, we do not know if they still are or not. Ooh, Because we have not seen or been hinted of anything since that episode. Hmm. So maybe he does have a couple buddy back yeah, when he... He's got a couple wine buddies. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, what's next? What's next? Uh, next, well, viewers, we have good news and bad news. Oh, oh, yes. I forgot about this. Good news. Next week's, not not next week, next episode recovering is SG-1's prototype. The bad news is is that we tried really hard, but sometimes schedules do not work out, and we're going to have to have a week off. Life finds a way to get in the way. <laughs> yeah, we're normally able to sort of uh, schedule around things. We've sometimes done two episode recordings in a week, just so you guys don't have a missing week without our lovely voices in your ears, but unfortunately this is one time um, I have a family wedding I had to go to, and I just was no time to work out another recording. So. It's just a bummer. It's just been crazy times. And, you know, I've got this crazy school schedule that I've put myself into. Yeah, you did. So I, I don't have a lot of time for us to double up. Um, it's uh, it's going to suck because we're going to miss you guys as well. But when you come back, there's a very good chance we may have a guest star on that episode. Bah, bah, bah. And that will be fun. It'll be good. So we'll see you guys in two weeks. Yes. With SG-1 Prototype. Yes. And we will miss you. Um, and until then, you can you know where to find us. We're on Twitter at Tara Podcast. Facebook at There's No Place Like Tara. You can email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. Patreon.com slash No Place Like Tara. Like us and rate us and review us. Uh-huh.